Hello and welcome back to Single Sounds. I'm your host Katie Mack and this is your interactive audio dating experience. Happy Tuesday. I usually hate Tuesdays. I think it is the worst day of the working week as Monday can bring motivation, Wednesday is hump day and Tuesday is just that dead space in the middle which is why I decided to release the podcast on Tuesdays to give people and myself something to look forward to. That's a nice segue actually into something to look forward to. I have a very exciting update that one of the characters from last week has actually been on a date with someone via the podcast so more on that to come. First let's concentrate on this week's character. When thinking back the first two words that popped into my head were thought-provoking. She was so easy to chat to and discuss interesting and important topics with. Despite being relatively new to dating she definitely has it sussed out and I'm looking forward to more updates from her. So welcome to Single Sounds the one with pooping and the patriarchy. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We're very excited that you're here. So let's start with the who, what, where section. So firstly, who are you attracted to? Um, I wish I wasn't, but I am attracted to men. <laughs> I am enough. straight. <laughs> Good. Um, so what are you looking for? So I'm really new to dating. Um, I've just come out of a three-year relationship oh, wow. not too long ago um, and I'm new to dating apps so okay. it's been a whole kind of new world new experience for me I'd like to think I'm quite tolerant in terms of what I'm looking for yeah age-wise I quite like them to be my age and above so like 26 to probably about 32 33 mm-hmm. I'm not actually too fussed about height but I have been with guys who were short before and actually it becomes more of a problem because they're very conscious of their height so for that reason I'd say probably 5'10 okay it's my minimum I'm really like open to all kind of backgrounds and religions as long as they are too and they're like a really tolerant person smoking doesn't bother me smokers and non-smokers alike so yeah I'd say I'm pretty yeah I think pretty open pretty flexible yeah pretty flexible (laughs) So finally, where would you like to date? So I've been in North London my whole life Mm -hmm. and I've just moved south. Okay. So I quite like to explore kind of southwest, that kind of area. Uh, It'd be cool if they were in the same sort of vicinity. But yeah, you know, if they have international routes, I'm not going to be adverse to getting the Eurostar to Paris while I'm (laughs) in or flying somewhere. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, so London or Paris. <laughs> cool. Let's start with your two truths and a lie. Okay. Number one is when I was 15, I was a complete Taylor Swift super fan, like absolutely besotted with her. And I went to one of her concerts and I got picked out of 50,000 people by her mum. No way. To have pizza and like a tea party with her after the show. I so hope this is true. (laughs) So that's number one. Number two is that I am related to Boris Johnson. So my dad's cousin 
is married to his cousin. Right. So we're counting that as a relation. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. Closer than most people. Um, and my third is when I was a toddler, I was a child kind of actor. And I was on lots of like popular TV shows at the time, one of the, which was the Teletubbies. And the video of me in the Teletubbies has over half a million views on YouTube. <laughs> Super random lineup. Really hard to <laughs> think of things. really hard to guess. Um, but what do you think? Oh, no, that's actually so hard. Taylor Swift, Boris Johnson or Teletubbies, same. <laughs> what a sentence. Never thought you'd have those things in the same. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan, so if that is true, I'm I'm actually going to be so jealous. <laughs> um, the Boris relative, I don't know, it could be true. Got blonde hair, I mean. <laughs> Teletubbies, yeah, again, a lot of people I feel could have been like random child actors. My brother was kind of one, so that's not too much of a stretch for me. I'm going to guess Boris is the lie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I feel like the other two are so weirdly specific that yeah. it would be, like, weird if they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like, which part of my brain came up with that? So you ate pizza with Taylor Swift? I did. And her mum, Andrea, who's, like, the most amazing woman. Um, and there's a picture of me, and, like, I literally, my smile could not be wider. Oh. It's, like, bursting out of my face. I was so happy. She was so lovely. I gave her a massive hug, burst into tears. Yes. But we were that, like, rowdy and colourful that we got picked out. Like, imagine a packed O2 stadium. And we were, like, right at the back. We weren't even, like, in the front bit. And we got noticed because we were just super fans. That's so nice. Yeah. They picked, I, I was going to ask that as my next question, that were you, were you right at the front? And it was just that they just kind of pointed at someone in the crowd. But they actually sought you out. Yeah. So did the mum, like, walk around the stadium? Yeah, she, like, came to the back. Um, we weren't in the gods, but we were like that kind of one tier down mm. at the, the very back row. So it was actually probably more accessible to get to us because if we were like oh, in the middle, could... she wouldn't have been able to come in. I guess she, she could have quickly taken you out without too much fuss as well. Exactly. No, so what they did is they gave us guitar picks, which was like our ticket into this tea oh. party. So then we could go like clean afterwards. That's crazy. And we were just like, can you imagine like the rest of the concert? We were just completely like beside ourselves. So when you got given the picks, did they say what it was for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we knew really that like Taylor does this after her concerts because we were super fans. So we were trying to get noticed. We were like covered in glow sticks oh. and like glitter and... Yeah, I still love her today. Not so so much of a fan, but I do still love her. <laughs> She's great, I think. So good tip for anyone. That's yes. Stack up on your glow sticks. Yes. <laughs> Cover yourself in glitter and you might get to meet her. Cool. Let's move on to your moan of the moment. Okay, so as I said, like I am dating for the first kind of time mm. in a long time and very, very new to apps. And I think my moan of the moment is when a guy asks you out but doesn't have a plan seriously irks me like I'm a planner first of all so you know I like to know what I'm doing mm -hmm. but I think in this kind of like modern day with our generation there's like an element of laziness when it comes to like planning dates and people do them so often that they're not that special so not a lot of thought goes into them mm -hmm. necessarily particularly on like a first or second date where fair enough you don't know if you like that person yet. yeah but I think particularly when someone asks you out and then you get to the day of and you're like, so 
what are we doing? And there's like, I don't mind. What do you want to do? I think I find proactivity like really sexy and really mm. attractive. So that would be my moan at the moment. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I feel for a lot of people when you get into that stilted conversation of, oh, what do you want to do? And then you end up wanting to be flexible. So you say, Mm. oh, I don't mind. And it's just a circle of everyone saying, I don't mind. Mm. And you just need someone to be decisive. And I agree, if you're the one suggesting the date, that probably should be you. I used to love when people on the apps would pick out something from my profile and say, oh, I know a great bar for that. Or I always had table football on my profile because mm-hmm. I, I quite like to play. So a lot of people would say, oh, have you been to this place with that? And then it was so much better because you could just say, that's where we're going. Otherwise, it's just an endless cycle of, Definitely. I don't know. And it will get to the point where it's like, oh, I'll just decide. And then I'll yeah. plan something because it's like, I'd rather know what I'm doing, where I'm going, what I'm going to wear, like, yeah. and plan for it, that I'll just do it. And then, yeah, it kind of ruins the whole being taken out thing. Mm. Um, I also think like there's such a default to like go for a drink. And I love, and when people really stand out is when they're just even slightly more creative than Mm. that. And you don't even have to be like, I'm going to take you on like bungee jumping expedition, (laughs) but like, let's go like to a gig and get a drink at the same time. Something a a little bit more interesting. Mm. So I think being in London, we've obviously got so much luxury of like where we can go and what we can do. Definitely. So yeah, that would be my moan of the moment people need to be a bit more creative yeah. with their dates yeah or just you know actually plan them yeah, yeah. i mean my standards are so high at this point yeah. just tell me where we're going just pick somewhere <laughs> yeah i don't think you're asking for too much there <laughs> wasn't it yeah okay so this leads us probably on quite nicely to your worst dating experience I'm going to keep it family friendly, keep it PG, because I can think of a lot of ones that probably wouldn't want to chat about today. So I've had a few recently, um, and some when I was living in Australia. I went for a walk with this guy to Primrose Hill, um, and it was during the day, and I'd actually gone on quite a few like string of dates, so I just wasn't feeling like a proper night out. So I was like, let's just go for a walk see how we get on completely sober and you know when you just meet someone and it's just you know Mm. from the second you meet them that it's not the one yeah (laughs) it's not even that they're not the one it's just not right and he was really nervous and he was you know talking about his ex within the first like three four minutes of conversation just like super self-conscious and about 15 minutes into our walk he was reading me And I'm not saying this to be mean, I'm saying it because it was really, like, intense experience. A poem that he wrote for his dad's funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just met this guy. (laughs) I wasn't vibing with him. It was right at the beginning of the day. We're stone cold sober. We're walking around Primrose Hill and he's reading this poem off his phone. From a eulogy. That he read at his dad's funeral. That was pretty difficult to recover from. <laughs> I think the tone of it the is day... really not date vibes, is it? It's a little bit ruined. Um, so that happened quite recently, which wasn't ideal. <laughs> I <laughs> Understatement. When I was living in Australia, I was seeing this guy really casually who... Well, the first thing was he was like, I'll take you out for dinner. And it got to about 8pm and he was like, actually, should we just do Uber, e- Uber Eats at my house? I was mm. like, oh God. Okay, sure. Obviously still went. He's like, I'm a student. I was like, what are you studying? He's like, oh, biotherapy. What does that mean? That sounds fancy. Yeah. Mm. So it's just like a glamorous way of saying like you're trained to be a masseuse. Oh, cool. 
he was like oh can I give you a massage and I was like oh amazing like he's basically a professional I'm getting like a free like hundred dollar massage here it was like the most uncomfortable and like worst experience of my life like this guy just like jabbing into my back with like cold hands and being like oh is this good and you're just like wow that was not a good experience so was it like a sports therapy massage like no a- he was trying to be like sensual with it oh. like there was music and candles oh. and oils and i all i'm thinking is like when will this be over <laughs> um please get off me and never let anyone pay you money for this so yeah that's another so his training was going really bad. yeah really badly was he like in his first year <laughs> <laughs> no i don't even think so although i don't know how long it takes to train to be a masseuse yeah i've got no idea but um yeah not good not good you'd think that would be really good as well you would think yeah oh, like, i've nailed this like i'm gonna get a really fun experience out of a free massage but definitely like my friend jess and i went to athens recently and we did like one of those i can't remember what it was called haram Oh, I don't can't know. remember massages and we didn't realize but we got there and it was a couple's massage <laughs> so we were in the same room having this massage done and we walked out being like how amazing would it be if your partner could give like a professional massage yeah, like that you could so just good. have this on tap but no didn't live up to didn't live up to that at all fair enough so what is your most irrational fear Okay, so I was like considering whether I actually say this because it makes me sound like a crazy person, but it is what it is. So my most irrational fear, and it is rational, but it's definitely a fear, are navel oranges. Okay. Do you know what that is? No, I don't think so. So like most people wouldn't notice the difference, but a navel orange is like an orange that has like a belly button and like little mutated oranges inside it. (laughs) And when I say I'm deathly scared, like if I see them out of the supermarket, I have to walk the other way. No way. Or if they're in like a bowl at a doctor's surgery, like I will cover it up. There's something about them that makes me like shudder. Is it only on one side? It's only on one side, so you can like turn over. But I am, I have no idea where it comes from, some like weird childhood trauma, like <laughs> involving a navel orange, but there's something about the little baby oranges that makes me just want to heave. Honestly, I don't think I've ever noticed those mini oranges. I'm going to have to go. You're going to, every yeah. time you pick up an orange now, and be like, is this got I feel like I've seen when it's kind of bumpy. Is, it, mm. is that what it is? Kind of. You've noticed it if you saw it. I'm going to be looking now in Tesco. Mine. See, this is why I I really understood you when you said you sound like a crazy person. Well, they are meant to be irrational, but I am afraid of showering. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I absolutely hate showering. Like, I have to psych myself up so much. I have to literally put it on my to-do list, like, on my notes, on my iPhone. I'll say, like, shower today. It just takes me that long to, like, build up the suspense of getting in the shower. And again, like, I don't really know... I don't think I had any traumatic experiences with showers in my childhood or anything. I just... I've always hated it. I don't know if it's because my hair's a lot of effort. Mm. I, I, I used to think it was, like, a lazy thing, but I don't actually think it is anymore because I don't mind in certain situations. So one of them is if someone's in the shower with me yeah. or, like, they don't even have to be in the shower. I used to play water polo and swim a lot. So we do, like, you know, those big open communal mm. showers love that so happy so it's actually about being alone in the I don't, shower yeah i don't know if it's i'm not claustrophobic like i don't really understand i think it's just like a fear that mm. maybe you know movies mm. when they like they're always in the shower and then something bad happens like someone comes in and murders them in the shower maybe it's like that sort of 
maybe it's because I'm not aware of my surroundings. Mm. Like, you can't really hear stuff. I think you're in a really vulnerable position. Like, you're naked. Naked, You're in, yeah. like, a precarious place where you can, like, slip. You can't hear the outside world. Mm. I just think... That kind of makes sense. Yeah. but then you have I a don't, bath? No, that's the thing. I just don't like cleaning <laughs> myself. <laughs> but I think the bath thing is the effort, I mm. think. I don't know, but I wouldn't like that either. I just don't find it relaxing, like, mm. sitting. I hate baths. I just so If I could have a superpower, mine would be that I never have to shower ever again. <laughs> Amazing. I know. But I feel like if I said that on a podcast, which I am right now, but... Super attractive. <laughs> yeah, that everyone would just think I smell. <laughs> which smell I is- don't, because obviously I force myself in it. It's not that I don't shower. It's just that, yeah, just hate it. I absolutely hate it. Smell is so important to me. It's like one of my number one things. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like... I watched this Gwyneth Paltrow Netflix show. I don't know if you saw it all about sex. You should definitely watch it. That she sounds really good. Different like alternative therapies to sex and like sex therapists. And one of them does this blueprint to work out like what actually turns you on. Mm. So I like paid like fifteen dollars <laughs> to take really? this test. I was like, I need to know. This is so important. <laughs> and it was actually that I'm like sensory. So that's uh, my thing. Yeah. So it's like taste, smell, and like sight. Whereas obviously other people could be like touch or like kinks or whatever mine yeah. was all about that so, so you could create like an environment where yes with the candles yes it smells nice if i'm know. in like a guy's room and it's like slightly stale oh yeah i'm like, like a damp no, smell yeah can't do it goodbye well some people unfortunately you know everyone has a natural smell yeah. some people's natural smell you just don't like it yeah um i once read that it's kind of like a caveman thing yes that it's, pheromones, yeah, yeah that um so if you don't like someone's smell you might not have healthy children yep. with them. And you can find someone, like, ridiculously attractive, but if their natural scent doesn't do it for you, you're, you it's really difficult. Yeah. Or, like, even, this is so weird, but, like, the smell of their breath. Yeah. Like, when you really like someone, their morning breath doesn't even bother, bother you, you yeah. because it's, like, their scent is what you find attractive. It's definitely, like, a very primal, mm. like, animalistic thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, smell is super important. A little mm. tangent there. But. Yeah. It's good. No, it's good. Let's go with your stop, start, continue. So if someone were to date you, what should they start doing, (laughs) stop doing, and continue doing? So this is really funny based off your fear. Oh, really? Because my... Stop showering. My stop would be, like, unhygienic slash messy. Yeah. I just love clean, neat boys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really OCD. Okay. So I find that super attractive i think for me it codes as something different like they've got their life together yeah oh 100 percent. yeah if you walk into someone's flat or house and it's spotless you just think i, I think it's a maturity thing as mm, well definitely. you just think wow they're an adult like that's attractive because mm. they've got their shit together yeah and like take care of their things i feel like oh they take care of me very well like yeah i don't know i just love it so if they were messy or just not hygienic i'd be like stop right now wouldn't even be able to get through the door <laughs> Um, start, I'd love someone who was comfortable making TikToks with me. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's good. I'm on a TikTok hype at the moment and you see so many couples. And I think, again, it's like just something wider of just like being really comfortable with yourself um, and just up for like a bit of fun and like someone who doesn't really take themselves too seriously. Definitely. So yeah, ideal man would make TikTok videos with me. Yeah. Someone who's <laughs> self-assured and yes. just doesn't really care what other people think. Definitely. And just, like, can find, like, funny ways to, like, connect with each other. And that's kind of my continue. Like, 
I'd say continue being authentically yourself. There's nothing more attractive than someone who's completely unashamedly themselves. Even if that's not something you're used to or the things that interest them or the hobbies aren't something that are necessarily aligned to what you enjoy. The fact that they have that and they know what they like um, and they're confident doing it, I think is ultimate turn on. Yeah, fully agree. I think that's 100% what I'd want as well. Self-confidence is so attractive. Mm. Just can't beat it really yeah and if you're like secure in yourself you'll be secure in your relationship as well mm. so like guys that i've been with that have been insecure tend to be quite jealous and like possessive and restricting but someone who knows hey i'm i'm cool i'm the shit i know that you're not going to be led astray because i bring this to the table yeah exactly um so yeah i think that's really really important just be yourself yeah and then they won't project any that's issues good. on you yeah which is never good <laughs> Never good. So what would your TED topic be? I think, I mean, I've got lots of opinions about lots of things. So I think I could talk about different stuff. I think one that comes to mind would be called Pooing and the Patriarchy. Okay. I have not heard of this. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's something that I joke about with my friends. But the idea, I guess, that women have to be seen as like these perfect put together Mm. people all the time. And this comment that I heard when I was younger from a guy that was just like, "Uh, girls don't poo. And it's like this idea that men have about women. Yeah. Um, And I think it seeps into like lots of things that we do. And we're always like constructing ourselves to kind of be perfect and put together and almost like otherworldly. Like we don't have these bodily processes Mm. and we like are ashamed of certain things and we don't talk about them because we're not allowed to. So I think my TED topic would be about living that lie and yeah. how we can kind of overcome it and educate men <laughs> on it. <laughs> that we You're do looking food. for a teacher, guys. I guess farting is probably the same, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. I'm trying to think of other things. Even like probably blowing your nose. I yeah. don't know, like really simple things. That... But like masturbating. Oh yeah, like that's a big one. Like all throughout school, everyone was like, you know, girls don't do that. Yeah. And we let men kind of roam the world doing whatever they want mm. and presenting themselves whatever they in their, whatever way they want. And yet we have to always be kind of put together and pristine and perfect and somehow not human. Mm. It also went the other way with, with the masturbating because the boys' school that was connected to us mm. used to make up these crazy rumours that we weren't allowed doorknobs at our school because <laughs> the girls would use them <laughs> and electric toothbrushes were banned and all this because... Was I, it? Were they? No, of oh. course not. <laughs> and I guess, like, if you wanted to do that with your own toothbrush, like, who was going to stop you? Um, <laughs> it just seemed it was such a stigma and mm. they'd just make up these elaborate stories just to kind of... Sh- it felt shameful Yeah, then. it's about being shamed of our bodies, yeah. I think, for sure. Or even like at school, like if you had a tampon, you'd like hide it in you'd your hide sleeve it, yeah. and you'd go to the I toilet. still do that, yeah. which I think is really bad. I still like put it in the zip pocket of my bag. Like I wouldn't yeah. just whip it out at the table and there's actually no reason mm. why. I'm just going to start doing that now. I'm just yeah, going to start I think it's whipping so, them out. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's so important to be aware of it, which is like, these are like natural things that happens to everyone and we kind of have to do it in the shadows and we just should yeah and it's literally half the population yeah. it's not it's not a minority thing is it it's just a shame thing definitely so sad. i enjoy your ted talk thank you <laughs> so i definitely come to that one <laughs> i feel like a lot of people should listen as well let's go with your low-key flex oh gosh 
I have been told, I asked my friend today, what was my low-key flex? Because I was like, it's going to be really arrogant if this comes from me. <laughs> and she said that I can sell water to a fish. Okay. And someone else has said to me, I could sell ketchup to a woman wearing white gloves. <laughs> like, I'm a really good salesperson, yeah. which has been useful. When I was living in Australia, I did door-to-door sales. Oh, wow. That must have been tough. Yeah. In rural Queensland, <laughs> this little English girl, like, knocking on people's door, trying to sell them electricity. I was just about to ask, was that with solar panels? Yeah. Um, and it was commission only. So if it didn't make a sale, I didn't make rent. Wow. Um, and I loved it. And it was so good. And it's been really good as well for dating. This is my tenuous link. <laughs> Um, that taught me like not to have a fear of rejection because mm. I would knock on people's doors and you know quite often they'd slam it in my face or they'd tell me to you know f off and it starts to kind of wash over you yeah. and I think that's a really good approach to come to bring into dating because it's not personal you're just not match for that person yeah and there's so many other people and not to take it personally and just kind of to move on and take each thing as kind of like a lesson so that's a super healthy approach I think well done I feel like it takes people years like probably the whole life to master that that yeah it's really not on you like if someone doesn't like you then like their loss which is how I like to view it even if someone breaks up with you you can just say you know what I Mm. deserve better there will be someone that will like me for me and And I think if you're just really secure in yourself then you know what you bring to the table again Mm. then you just don't see it as a personal attack on you yeah Nice. Everyone's got someone out there for them. I like to think so. Yeah, I don't believe in soulmates, <laughs> for sure. No, I don't either. I think there's a lot of people that you can get on with. Yes. Everyone's going to have flaws or things you don't like. Exactly. And if you can tolerate them, fab. You can probably have a really nice life with that person. But there's always going to be people that you just won't tolerate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's okay sure. too. I think it's like 20% connection and 80% work and effort. Yeah. Having been in lots of relationships, <laughs> it's... This is why you're such an expert. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this girl, well, she's got I've it. Gone she's gone in got a lot and I've come out of a lot, so I'm not sure how expert <laughs> I am. But um, it's, do I have the fundamentals to work with that person? And then do I have the energy and capacity to keep working on that person yeah and I also like to think do I love someone because of something or in spite of it Mm. and you're going to always have both yeah and it's just making sure that that kind of is balanced out so wise so wise (laughs) um what is your life soundtrack so I think at the moment it would be independent women by destiny's child oh nice nice (laughs) because i am dating and i'm exploring dating but i'm kind of using it as an exercise also to like learn about myself having been single now you know for the first time in a long time so anyone that comes into my life is kind of gonna have to better it yeah add to it yeah rather than me needing it Mm. um so i'm doing a lot of kind of personal development and like self-worth stuff this year amazing um 2022 is the year for that so I feel very empowered I feel very strong and yeah I'd like to connect with people but it's not like a fundamental yeah and that is when you find people when you're not looking for it so desperately you just want to find someone that will add to your life that's when people will come along because they'll see that you don't need them so they'll want to be around you because like that aura just comes off doesn't it Exciting. Exciting. (laughs) I'm feeling good about this one. Um, (laughs) So what are your non-negotiables? On my Hinge profile, one of my prompts is um, woke boys only. Okay. 
So I think, you know, I'm a massive feminist. I hope mm. that's probably come through <laughs> this episode, putting in the patriarchy. Um, so someone who's very, like, tolerant of, like, people having different backgrounds, people yeah. having different ways of life. Um, someone that would consider themselves a feminist is the f- one of the first things I probably ask on a date because I think the answer is like really important. Yeah. If you know that that's a fundamental value, it's quite hard to like move past it. And mm. you know, if a guy turned around and was gorgeous and smart and funny and just said, "No, I don't actually think men and women are equal," I would probably have to get up and leave at that point. So woke, but also like just really has to make me laugh. And that's not to say they have to be like stereotypically funny or like the clown but there has to be a connection there there has to be like banter yeah you have to find them funny really makes me laugh yeah yeah i think there's that marilyn monroe quote that's like really overused but like if you can make a woman laugh you can make her do anything like (laughs) it's really um crucial yeah yeah pretty good that sounds good and finally your drink of choice so fussy (laughs) but also so simple at the same time so I'd go for a gin and tonic, mm-hmm. but I would get a double gin and tonic, slim lime, with a splash of lime cordial, not real lime, no cucumber. Okay. <laughs> that was my drink of choice. Most bars would have those things, so yeah. yeah. That's easy to order, but I can imagine a bartender being like, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Best thing's when you ask the guy to go and order it for you, and they <laughs> yeah. remember, and you're like, yeah, brownie points. Well done. <laughs> I think I'd have to write it down. <laughs> At least get you to repeat it a few times. But you know what you want. I think that's come across. Yeah. So <laughs> it's good. Right. We're going to move on to this section that you will not know about. It's called Bestie Rex. So this is where I've reached out to one of your closest friends. <laughs> and they've sent in a voice note of why they think someone should date you. So That's amazing. We'll oh, I know it. who this is going to be. Actually, no, you'll be surprised. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you. I okay. hopefully know their voice. So, reasons to date my best friend. Firstly, if you go on a date with her, you will definitely have some very interesting and thought-provoking conversations. She's a girl with a lot of substance and a lot of interesting things to say. Secondly, she is very beautiful and sexy, and I don't think I've actually ever met a guy that's not been attracted to her. And she has the most beautiful blue eyes and luscious big lips. And you'll definitely have a great snog. Thirdly, she is really kind and compassionate and caring and sensitive. And she will support you in anything that you need help with. And she's just really loyal and she'll always have your back lastly she's just loads of fun whatever you do with her you will have a 10 out of 10 amazing time a great laugh and yeah go out with her that is so cute it's nice lovely yeah i really enjoy this section it's it's (laughs) i think it's nice to get someone else's view because you were kind of saying to me there like oh i don't think i come across that way but clearly you do i mean yeah Maybe that should be my hinge prompt. Yeah, that could be your voice note prompt. I think some people are going to use these as their prompts. 
<laughs> Although I guess then no one gets to hear your voice, but yeah. it's even better than you just saying cringy things, isn't it? That's super lovely. Yeah, it's nice. So on to our final section, which is this or that. So I'm going to give you two options and you just go with whatever your gut feeling is. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? <laughs> on a website, would you sort by price or rating? Gosh, I'm going to have to dissect these. So it really depends what I'm looking for, what the category is. Probably price, if I'm honest, especially when it comes to like clothes and I'm like browsing and I need something quite quickly. I'm like, right, let's see if I can get a bargain here. Yeah. Funny story or one-liner? Funny story, I think, particularly on a date, I like to be taken on a journey. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. (laughs) Bad breath or body odour? Oh gosh, now you know neither. I actually can't, I can't deal with either. You have to pick one. I think probably BO because I could just spray them. Yeah. (laughs) Or myself. I was thinking maybe, I guess if the bad breath, maybe you could fix it with mints. I don't know. Yeah, both are fixable. Depends on the proximity, I'd say. Mm. So a store where every item is free or a restaurant where every dish is calorie free. Oh, I don't care about calories. Yeah, so... I'm going for the free stuff, yeah. (laughs) Netflix or Prime? Netflix, because I interviewed Amazon and they rejected me. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Hold a grudge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I'm really loyal. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Art museum or history museum? Absolutely love art museums. Owe money or owe a favour? Oh, a favour. hate being in debt. I can't do it. I really have to find it too difficult. I'm the same. I have to pay people back, yeah. like, instantly. Yeah, pet peeve as well when people don't do it. So, yeah, definitely owe a favour. Nice. Tea or coffee? Tea. I think tea can sort out 99% of life's problems. <laughs> Good. <laughs> a tea for every occasion. Cooking or being cooked for? Being cooked for. I wouldn't say cooking... I don't find it that enjoyable. I can do it, but I'm really not the biggest fan. So yeah, being cooked for. Nice. Cinema or theatre? I'm going to get roasted by how I say (laughs) theatre. I say theatre, yeah. (laughs) Theatre. How do you say it? Theatre. 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 I don't know. Oh, where where does that come from? (laughs) My mum says it that way. and I I think it's French, like theatre. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes the podcast. (laughs) Thank you for being on. Do you have any last words? No, just thanks for having me. There you go. So if you think you'd be a good match for this character or even know someone that could be, email or DM the podcast on Instagram so you or they can be put in touch. Also, back to the update I mentioned previously on last week's character, this is a good moment for me to remind you to subscribe to the podcast as the update episode will be dropped as a random bonus episode off schedule, so make sure you don't miss it. Please consider leaving a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the podcast this week. Also, thanks so much to anyone who sent me feedback last week. It's all really helpful, whether that be positive or negative. So yeah, thank you so much for listening as always, and I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Bye.